This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Is a cop and you know that being a rap. You wanna know that song? No. It's Ice Spice. <laughs> I don't think she sings it that way. She says she it. sings it like a show tune. She says that boy is a cop. I unfollowed Ice Spice on IG. Too much um, <clears throat> Go ahead. Why? <laughs> I just feel like if the you're only selling one thing, like it makes me dumber. She seems like a really nice girl. Maybe, but she doesn't show it. She only shows one angle of her always. And I'm just like, I don't need that on my timeline all the time. I do need that on my timeline all the time. That's interesting. Yeah. Who do you follow long term? I like Koi. I think Koi LeRae, even though she, you know, shows off herself a lot. Um, she, she'll be showing her dancing. She'll be like showing clips of her talking. Like mm. you get to see kind of, I feel like the whole the whole uh, spectrum of Koi. Um, Versus I Spice, you're like, eh, she's just always showing her butt. Yeah, it's just like another, I, I unfollow Ruby Rose, same shit. Yeah, I don't follow her. Even though I think Ruby Rose is gorgeous, but, yo, Ruby, did you see her shit that she was going through? Yeah, with DDG? And your girl. Why'd you say my girl? Hallie. You said you thought Hallie was better than Chloe. I mean, I think they're beautiful, but I also feel like they're plants. I feel like they're industry plants. Mainly Did because you, they're like church girls that are trying to be sexy. Right. Well, you know, so is Beyonce at a certain point. But, um, Chris, you hear about the, you know, what's going on with the whole Ruby Rose, DDG, all that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. You saw that? I really Eli. don't think Chris knows who these people are. So I'll, 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 I'll feel you. Yeah, I'll feel dude, you. Feel it so Hallie is going to be playing. Show, by the way. Yeah. She, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> The boys are like yeah. Oh my god. Yo, this is Kirby Johnston. Right there. Sunil. And right there. Juan Valdez. That's it. <laughs> so welcome to the Men on the Internet podcast. Today we're gonna be chatting and rapping. All about today's hottest gossip. Mm. We're the gossip girls. Mm. So yes. <laughs> No. I do not subscribe to that. That is not how Why? Huh? Why? Because I'm not I don't identify as a female. Or oh, a girl. Okay, I was gonna say. They're definitely a different. Yo, people say it's rude to call women females. You heard that? I think it just depends on the female. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that was immediate. <laughs> Sunil. All right. So um I'll explain it to you as if you're the people. Yes. <laughs> so people. Um Hallie is the new little mermaid. Yes. So she's the black girl Full that's name? playing. Hallie. Bailey. Bailey. Halle Bailey. Halle Bailey. Halle Bailey. Okay. <laughs> she is dating a YouTuber named DDG. He's not a YouTuber. Yeah, he is. Is he? I yeah. thought he was a rapper. He's a rap. He's a YouTuber turned rapper. Oh, uh, okay. You didn't know that? I thought he was more. I only knew him for his rap. No. So he became a rapper, but yeah. he's a YouTuber. So he's a YouTuber and uh, he was like dealing with the industry girls before. And then now he got with Halle, who is like a nice, you know, 
She's coming out with a Disney movie, so yeah. she's like, and nice. she used to be. They used to be on Disney, right? Chloe and Halle. They weren't they. They had. Uh, they were on. Um, they were singers. Uh, adultish. They're on adultish with uh, grow. Thank you. <laughs> adultish. <laughs> no, they're on adultish. That's a or, show. Or grownish. 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 But also, didn't they have like some kind of affiliation with Disney? That is a Disney. It's a freeform show. Oh, okay. okay freeform okay. is. Disney. Okay, ABC got you, got you. That's what I. Yeah, it used yeah, to be yeah. ABC right. Family. So yeah, so they they're like squeaky wholesome. Thing. Yeah, they're wholesome girls, Where? except for the older sister, or maybe I don't know. If she's the younger sister, but the other sister who like shows her butt all the time, like she's more trying to like. That's Chloe. Distance herself. And this is the the more wholesome sister. So she's yeah. dating this guy who like he's a YouTuber, but he's a little like you know he's he's got a, a more frayed edges, as I would say. What? Kind of when you move this, it, it it's oh, rocking that. My bad. Mm. So, uh, so yes. So she's dating this guy, and his past is is starting to creep up on her. Uh-uh. So, a girl he used to deal with named Ruby Rose posted a picture of her in a shirt and said, "Oh, I essentially like you don't you shouldn't be having me and your current girl wearing the same outfit, uh, and the same clothing or whatever." Now, apparently. This is the same time period when DDG had unfollowed and perhaps even blocked Hallie Haley on uh, social media. So people thought they. Oh, broke I didn't up. know that part. Yes, yeah, so they broke up and nobody explained why. And DDG tweeted like, "All these girls is the same, you know, like a girl." And so Ruby Rose did that, and then he came out, and it turns out that like he had assumed some stuff, you know, what assuming does makes an ass out of you and me. Correct. So. Uh, so him and the girl were just kind of like getting back together. Then Ruby Rose came out of nowhere and said, oh yeah, like he was DMing me and blah, blah, blah. Assuming that it is within the time when DDG and Hallie Haley broke up. So she said, anytime you argue with your girl, he had to DM her on Twitter. He said, anytime you argue with your girl, you come running back to me. He DM'd her on Twitter because he has her blocked on everything else. And she exposed the tweet DMs. Now, the response that Hallie Haley gave was, "Y'all be blessed." I'm not exactly sure if it's Hallie or Haley. It's gotta be Hallie. I almost feel like it's, it's Haley. Bailey. Hallie. Haley Bailey. No, nah, I think it's Hallie. Right okay, Hallie Bailey. Miss <laughs> Bailey. So she said. <laughs> so she was like, "Y'all be blessed. Everything's fine." Nah, she posted, and then she also posted greatest Valentine's ever. That came right afterwards. So I think with DDG, D, yeah. I don't know. Did she post a picture? Yeah, I think it was with them. So they're good. So that's what they uh, so they're just probably to, arguing in the back. Maybe, yeah. but so Ruby Rose is actually like a pretty popular Instagram kind of. She's a rapper, but she's more known for just being like a really nice looking girl. Uh, she has an OnlyFans, like stuff like that. Okay. She's not really known for her music. Let's just put it that way. Mm. Kind of like how uh, Saweetie is, you know, like she put out an album, only sells like maybe like a couple thousand, but but they have millions and millions of followers on IG kind of thing. But so like what the story then became is who's handling this situation better. Like it's a very stark contrast between two different women that Mm -hmm. carry themselves two separate ways. Like you have Ruby Rose over here that's been caught up in a lot of 
scandals with men kind of been dogged out by guys and continues kind of down the same path as far as exposing very confrontational all out in the public type of situation versus Hallie who kind of everything was on the down low behind closed doors and came out looking extremely classy in this situation and Ruby Rose thought she had one and then ended up being dogged out at, at the end of the day I think so I'm gonna say this one thing and I don't have too much to say about this but I think that women who try to expose men on the internet for like being in their DMs or something like that, unless it's something that's really salacious or like something really inappropriate, for the most part, I just don't see why. Why? Like, why? Just handle your business privately. Yeah, you know I mean, it's attention, it's but it's just it. like, what? What did this even come from? Right. You know what? Why? And I've seen. I've seen recently a lot of women, this is not like a new thing, but I see people like exposing text messages, you know, and it's like, we don't know who this guy is. Like, we don't know who, what, we don't understand. Like, we're missing context. Right. So why, you know? And I think maybe Ruby Rose felt like she had attention in the past week or a couple months since Ice Spice came and... Took up, snatched up all the attention because Lord knows I'm giving her some attention. <laughs> it really all is all about Kelby at this point. <laughs> Ruby Rose has been like, my likes have been down, and it's yeah. specifically not Kelby that's been sending me. Yeah, I mean, I got 11 accounts, so <laughs> so so I I understand that it's for attention, but like, why? Get over it. And the thing that like kind of uh was. Extra too is then you started seeing Ruby po- post a lot of this like oh my god like she's so happy and her like oh guys treat me this way you know like it's kind of like dude you look really really just bad like it looks like you're fake like you're forcing this too much I, and and I don't want to put it that it's just women that do it I think that any gender any person that's trying to embarrass somebody over the internet or embarrass somebody out in like public i just i I just found that corny it's like yo like all it shows is that you don't respect that person that you really didn't care for him or you're just immature as hell or a combination of all that kind of stuff it's just corny behavior and at the end of the day like you know uh, that stuff never goes away it like it's does. in the internet it really forever does. so like think about it maybe right now in your 20s you're like oh this is cool but and when you're 40 and all of a sudden all these things start coming back you know you're gonna be like it's always gonna be there and the thing that i think about is man like eventually you're gonna have kids wait is ruby rose the australian lady no nah, that's, that, that's what lady. happened no, no no there's ruby rose the model uh well yeah, this no. Ruby Rose is a model too. Wait, which okay. I mean come on. She's a light skinned black girl. Yeah. That's not R U B I R U B I. Oh, not R U B Y. Yeah. yeah. I, I had trouble finding it too because once I landed on the um Australian model page, I was like, I don't think she would be involved with Diggy G. <laughs> wow. Why? She's a lesbian. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That could be it. Yeah. Oh, the Ruby Rose. The, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the She's a beautiful movie. woman. Like I I I'm I think Ruby Rose is a very, very attractive. Would you do oh. I think Ruby Rose is more attractive than Ice Spice. Okay. I don't. But then once again, same type of personality that is just like not attractive to me. Ice Spice has everything. She's so nice is in she, interviews. Isn't she with, uh, didn't she, is she going on a date with uh, I Show Speed? Nah, that's for the internet. Uh, they, they, <laughs> the internet is saying that Ice Spice and Lil TJ 
Got a little something mm. But listen I'm done with the spicy talk Okay I, I'm, I'm done getting my nails done You the one that said You wanted to have girl talk Yeah that's true <laughs> Okay girl What are we talking about You What you think Ice, uh, uh, Ruby Rose She's pretty Yeah But I did just also look up Ice Spice Yeah Oh she's cute You come on now Ice Spice is doing different A little bit yeah, you guys can have her. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I don't know anything about. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've done spilt the tea. <laughs> tea. Uh, what else we got? Um. Yeah. Uh. I recently we were talking about Ralph Barbosa and yes. uh, his his uh, podcast with on with Andrew Schultz and Flagrant. Um. I know, Chris. You were saying that you had watched the podcast with the 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 goats of Mexican comics. Who was on it? It was Lopez, George Lopez. It was, it was his podcast, right? Oh, it was George Lopez's podcast. Yeah. Oh, but he had a couple of it was pretty a, big comics on there. Yeah, it was a, a TikTok and a guy. Somebody else was commenting on that. That he said that. But, but I think the original podcast was obviously George Lopez. I think Paul Rodriguez, I think, was on there. No, Paul wasn't because him and... Oh, they were... Ta- oh, yeah, yeah, Who was the guy? I forget, I forget the guys in there. Yeah, there's two other comics on there. And I think they started talking about just the new, like, Latin up comics come up and coming. And then, then George Lopez kind of goes yeah, on. Yeah, right? the guy was talking about Ralph and... George was like, well, who the fuck cares? Like, yeah. Oh, really? That's how George did it? Yeah. Yeah. I stand with George. It's wild, though. And then (laughs) apparently he was talking about Paul Uh and saying that Paul used to treat him like shit. Who's Paul? Paul Paul Rodriguez. Rodriguez He's another uh, famous comedian. comedian, Yeah. Okay. He was, you know, around the same time as George coming up. Okay. He was a little bit before George. um, Saying that. Uh, Paul treated him like trash. Like he used to call him up on stage just to give him his jacket to take it off stage, like petty shit like that. And Man. Paul went out and was like, "That's a bald face lie. Like I've never done anything like that in my life. Like what are you doing?" So it was kind of interesting, just the way that George was like burning bridges. And then the guy that I saw was commenting like, "You know, why are you bringing these people down? Why are you bringing your own culture down? Like mm-hmm. why are you doing? Why does it have to be only one Hispanic comic?" Only one Latino king of comedy, you know what I mean? And it didn't make sense because he used to be on the Latin Kings of Comedy. Right. George Lopez? George Lopez. He used to show up with the lineup. I think he's probably the biggest, right? Him and Cheech and Chong are probably the biggest, at least OG, OG, like uh, Mexican comedians. Yeah. I didn't even know. Cheech doesn't even do stand up like that, really. He's like just a movie celebrity. But I think George Lopez did help out some, you know. Sure, but he yeah. also is very competitive when for it came him to that. To like kick everybody right. off the cliff, you know what I mean? It's like relax, like, you're good, you know. Yeah. So, anyways, Ralph Barbosa, have you heard? You've heard of? I've heard of Ralph Barbosa. Yeah. So I, I'm a big fan. I, I think he's he's like you're a big fan. Yeah. I lo- I follow him on Instagram. You know, that's uh, very very uh, high level. If I if you're fo- you're getting followed on Instagram yeah, by yeah. me, because I, mean, I will unfollow. I will unfollow you people if you don't. Yeah, I just unfollowed Ice Spice. Come on, man. That's so, crazy to me. and that's your queen. Um, so <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Black the way you be ca- like- the way you be caping for Ice Spice though, she, she different seems for like you. A nice she girl. different. She different for you. But anyways, so he uh, he was he kind of got the brunt of it. Yeah. But it, you know, it was like, who is this kid? And then he's he's kind of like, do you know this kid? Do you know this kid? You know what I mean? Like, so that kind of 
I guess got Barbosa and then Ralph Barbosa is the type that he made a video out of it and he was just like fuck George Lopez you know what I mean and oh, he did. He yeah well so he went on this flagrant show right and he was talking about it because Andrew brought it up and he was just like he was like to be honest like whenever people would say oh you're the next George Lopez he'd be like people would be at my shows telling me oh you're gonna be the next George Lopez and he's just like he his reaction even before George Lopez said all this stuff was just like Fuck George Lopez. But he would say that about anybody. If they're like, oh, you're the next Carlos Mencia, he'd be like, right. fuck Carlos. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, just as a joke. Like, yeah. to him, it didn't mean anything. And I, I guess, you know, when they asked him, he's like, he didn't see it as, like, disrespect. He saw more just, like, they were just performing for the podcast right. type of thing. Yeah, it could have been anybody's name. Like, right. any young comic would have been there. He would have had the same reaction. Mm -hmm. It was just they said Ralph Barbosa because he's, like, the, I think, probably the one that's gaining the most steam right. recently. Yes. But he said that George Lopez called him and, oh. you know, apologized and all that kind of stuff. And Ralph Barbosa even said, look, like, I don't connect with George Lopez's comedy like that. To him, it's just, like, he thinks it's very too stereotypical type stuff because he's like a different generation, right? George Lopez is in his fifties. This kid's 26 years old. So like right, right. when George Lopez came out with comedy, he was the only real like Mexican Mm -hmm. comedian there and like he was kind of exposing to the world, like what Mexican culture was and stuff like that. 30 years later when Ralph Verbosa is coming, he's just like, all right, everybody knows this. So this yeah. is just like not funny anymore. So what's crazy to me is George Lopez is 61. 61, yeah. Because when I see George Lopez with white hair, gray hair, mm -hmm. it almost like makes me feel like I'm old too. <laughs> right, right. Because the way I used to watch the George Lopez show, yeah. I mean, I spoke with a George Lopez accent yeah. for a year. Oh, so he was real he, culturally appropriating. He didn't start with that accent. When really? he started comedy, he was like this. He was talking like this and then bringing up random... Um, you know, analogies to Mexican culture. Mm. It wasn't until he started getting bigger that he started, okay, man, I'm like, so he's which the, one was real though? He's the Hispanic Chris Rock. I guess. Because yeah. you know, Chris Rock's big thing is his voice. Yeah. Mm. But what do you think is real? The accent is real or him trying to whitewash himself was real? Like, do, do you think he was whitewashing himself to be able to be kind of get into these Could comedy clubs and stuff like that? Could and be. then he went back to how he naturally is. Um, I think it'd probably be more that because back when he was starting out, obviously, I don't think it was easy for a, a, any kind of minority comedian to be able to get on stage. So he probably had to change some of the things that he did, change his act and all that kind of stuff till he gained enough power to be able to do what he wants to do. As an Afro-Latino. Go ahead. Because <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> you are Afro-Latino. I'm trying to tell you. Why can't I laugh? Are you Afro-Latino? No. He's not even I'm 100 Indian. He's not even Afro. Mm -mm. Or Latino. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you kind of look like. <laughs> play, a, play a song. We'll find out. Who you are. Uh, should I stand with George Lopez, man? He don't need to help nobody. I mean, he doesn't. I think it's that's the big thing. Show. And like Sunil said. It probably was just, you know, oh, we're just talking shit. Just yeah, talking shit, talk shit. It is a comedian's podcast. But do you think, because, Kelby, we can't talk about this because yeah. you have been pretty strong on this sh this show about how uh, people, especially in black culture, right, in, mm -hmm. in Hollywood and in the industry, have to maybe, maybe not directly help out, but at least be aware of 
the doors that you're opening and closing for the next generation. Right. So to say, you know, you're saying, well, does he really need to help out? Well, if you go out there and clown on a young comedian, Mm -hmm. if they don't know how to handle that, I think Ralph Barbosa handled it well, like going out there, making a joke of it and all that kind of stuff. But maybe that could have been, Something that, that killed his career. Maybe if he doesn't know how to handle it, if he if he's immature about it or, you know, isn't secure in himself, yeah. like it could be something that's detrimental. I'm sure we've seen that in the past, like where some uh, a bigger name comedian has like done something that kind of made another comedian insecure and then that then they're not able to perform the, the same way or whatever. So here's what I have to say. Realistically, I think uh I think it's always a great story. It's good news to hear your favorite person in the entertainment industry is like helping other people. They're extending their hands and they're making it all that good, gushy stuff. Right. But ultimately it's the same thing of like, don't meet your heroes mm. because I don't depend. And I, I, I wouldn't depend on a bigger person to give me a cosign or to say that I believe in you or to help me or anything like that. But if it does happen, it's like, damn, not only are you good at what you do, you're a good person. But I don't really expect people who have been famous for X amount of years, who've had that many failed shows, as, I mean, such so many good popular shows <laughs> as George Lopez, uh, to turn around and help the next generation. Like, there's a certain point when people start feeling themselves, especially at George Lopez age, where he's like on the decline, realistically. Right. Like he had his peak years on that show. He'd been trying to remake the show 79 times. It unfailed 38 times. He got a new show with his daughter. Two people watch it. It's just like, he's on the down. Like yeah. he don't got not a single black hair on the top. Yeah. Of his but head. is that, does that, does that so give now you- he's, now he's like, now, now he's even more remembering, like, I I used to have a show on ABC. I used to be the man. Like, he's fighting realistically. So you co-signed the, co-sign nah, the listen, song. Listen, listen, listen. I'm saying, like, he's fighting realistically against Bar- Ralph Barbosa because this now is enemy. He wants, he wants to keep showing that he's that guy. So I've heard enough about George Lopez, about the way he treated his ex-wife the one who gave him the uh, kidney or whatever, all of that stuff to be like, I Carlos have Garcia. to remember to separate the talent and the person. It's always dope when somebody extends their hand to lift you up so you can get to the top of the ladder too, but don't expect it because these people have egos and these people are fragile, especially comedians. People that make the room laugh, those are the people that cry the most. So don't expect it. So am I going to stand with him? Probably <laughs> because I love George Lopez. You know, that's a part of my childhood. Right. But at the same time, like, am I going to really stand with him as a person? Yeah. But I, I also think there's a difference between necessarily needing to pull somebody up, co-sign somebody, and then just totally try to just shit on them. Like there's a, there's a difference. Like he could have been like, Oh, I don't know about this kid. You know, I, I wish him best of luck. Well, Dave Chappelle kind of uh, does that from time to time. Yeah, but I don't think you need to go out of your way to be like, who is this guy? Who is that guy? Fuck him. Like, all that kind of stuff. Like, to me, that obviously it could have just been kind of like playing, you know, just 
uh, like risen it up for the camera or whatever. Mm. But the fact that he had to call privately to apologize means that obviously it played a certain way on camera. It looked, it sounded like hate, sounded like salt, sounded like the old man curmudgeon get get off of my lawn type of type of thing. Yeah. And I think that I think that yo, there should be. A, a, I think as this gener, the older generation that we grew up watching starts to age they do need to be aware of the way that it comes off because at the end of the day, do we think that he needs to be like, yeah, Ralph Barbosa, bring him on shows and hey, he's the next up and coming? No, like if you don't know the kid, you don't need to know the kid. Mm-hmm. So just be, but you could just be like, yeah, I never heard of him. Um, you know, I wish him the best of luck. But that's what gonna, I'm saying. I ain't gonna do nothing for him, but like, you know, wish him best of luck versus like try to clown him. Have you heard of him? But nobody's heard about him. Like that's what I'm saying. His ego sure. is, is in there because he's remembering when people were saying like you heard about George Lopez. Sure. He used to be on top. Get now over he's it. Fighting it. Get over it. But before people get over it, before people before people heal, they mm. gotta get hurt. Mm-hmm. So he's showing Clearly he's hurt. He been hurting. Yeah, he been hurting. Go to therapy. I told you the man's had 90, 11 shows fail, and he's been trying to remake the same show. I was yeah. just watching that show all by Classic. Anyways, we I haven't watched George. one episode. What? You watched the Nah, never, not once. Oh, that's good. I wasn't big into TV for a long time. Nah, that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't have cable for a long, long time. All through my college years, so I didn't really know oh. too much about the TV shows. What year did you go to college? Go hmm? What year did you go to college? 2001 to 2005, and then nah, all sad. through, all through, like, growing up, I didn't, I didn't, like, all through working and stuff, I never paid for cable, so. Yeah. that Those are the George Lopez, mm. like, 2002 really to 8 or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, what were you saying? Oh, how's he? How do you feel about it, though? You the you the representative of the Latino Chicano culture uh, here. I, well, how's it playing? Question, how's right? it playing in the? How's it playing in the culture? Dude, that was gonna be my question. Is do does the Indian people support Indian people, or is it, are there a lot of like, oh, I'm better, or whatever it is? Because like Latinos, as a culture, we get along, but there's a lot like. There's this weird, I don't even know where the stigma comes from, but Mexicans and Salvadorians sometimes don't get along. Mm. I personally don't support that because I love... Because you're not yeah. in a gang? I have a lot of family members. Well, that too. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of uh, family friends that are you know, Salvadorian. They're awesome, wonderful people. Yeah. Um, but does like the Indian cultures or anything like that? that like Yeah, North and South. So I'm, yeah, I mean, there's definitely like tribalism. But... So I don't know so much about um, Indians and Hollywood because I don't know that culture that I'm not in it. But I could tell you, like, one of the strengths of the Indian culture is, like, we have this. I don't know if you've ever heard the term Desi. So Desi yes. is, yeah, it means our own. Mm. So, like, you would call anybody that looks Indian. They could be Pakistani. They could be um, Bangladesh. Like, that whole region, you'd call them Desi. Like, they're all, they, we look alike, all that kind of stuff. And, like, Desi people usually help each other. So, like, one of the reasons why Indian Americans or Hindu Americans or however they are one of the most well-off uh, people in this country is because we pool our resources. Like, so if one person gets like a motel and, and learns how learns the industry and all that kind of stuff, he's going to put all his family on friends on all that kind of stuff to be able to do that. Like we lift everybody up. It's not like competition as much. It's like, so for example, I could tell you, I met this like millionaire, um, 
surgeon when I was working at the bank and he was also in like Bollywood and all that kind of stuff. And immediately just because I was Indian and the way that I treated him, like we call him uncle, I call him uncle, even though he was in a bank, I was treating him like we were just like Indians, like, Oh, uncle, how could I help you? All this kind of stuff that became Desi. And then he got my cell phone number. He would call me directly, invite me to events. He was trying to like set me up with girls. Cause he's like, Oh, you're of marriage, marrying age and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, you'll do all of that from just a stranger because we're the same culture. So I think that's very in the Indian culture. I know that's like, I don't know if that's so much in other culture, but Asian cultures, I think is big. Like Chinese help Chinese out. Japanese help. Part of the Indian culture. Sri Lanka is similar. I mean, like they're, they're same region and everything like that. But, um, yeah, I would say they are to a certain extent. So that's a no. So, um, <laughs> well, do, it's do, more do, of a Christian country do and Desi, a Buddhist country. Do Desi people got a head nod? Uh, I don't know. Because you I mean, know how black the, people, like black people see each other, they like, all right. You know what I mean? They recognize each other. Yeah. The black man head nod. And when they don't do it back know. to you, they're like, oh, okay, you ain't kinfolk. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. You could, there's something, but I don't know if it's the head nod. It's like, but there's a connection, like, you know. Mm. I remember I used to, <laughs> back in when I was younger and stuff, or when I was in college or outside of being with my family, I'd be like at the mall with my friends or whatever. And then I always point out, oh, there's my uncle, there's my cousins, you know, any yeah. Indian, like, it's yeah. just, just fun. Or like, we'd, we'd make fun, like, I, my best friend. Um, he was like my cousin He's Indian too And it would be like Who's the first to be like Oh there's your aunt Like you know like right, But it, right. like we could definitely Like pick out the Indians And that would be like a thing Of like picking out People from the same culture mm. Have you uh, Are on average Indian men Attracted to only Indian women She was asking the wrong person <laughs> On average I don't know I don't know if Attraction As much as forced Right, so I think that Indian men are attracted to every. I think men are attracted to any, all beautiful women, right? Yeah, I see their comments online. <laughs> and uh, look, there's a. Unfortunately, <laughs> when it came to like to catch a predator, <laughs> oh, Bay Area version, dude, oh my, my people were down bad. Really? Yeah, it was oh, all no. like. So here's the thing. Here's one thing, and look, I'm not trying to speak for all Indians, so let's preface this. Like, you yeah. know, if you chop this up, make sure you preface. This is not me speaking yeah. on behalf of all Indians. But so not all one billion, just like maybe 500 million. Yeah, maybe. Okay. So let's. Uh, so in India, it's very. It was very taboo to date. Like, for example, my mom and my dad never had any type of relationship with anybody outside of them and they only knew each other for four hours before they decided to get married and so like that but that was kind of what it was there was no dating there was no like relationships outside of your marriage the relationship that you're in is going to be marriage usually in that coach in their time the mom and your parent your families are helping with that decision it's not just out of love or whatever it is so that's still prevalent there where it's very cultural like dating is very taboo and all this kind of stuff so if you're not dating if you're not doing all that kind of stuff you're just focused on education and taking care of your family and all that kind of stuff you don't learn the riz 
you don't learn the game. You're not able to to hone in those skills on how to talk to women and how to like be confident in those arenas. Mm -hmm. So then these Indian men of age are coming over to the US with all of these tech jobs, right? So they're 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 coming in, but they're very sheltered and now they're coming to the US with nothing but opportunity and without any game. <laughs> So the problem becomes now, and look, most of the jobs they're coming for are, they're making a lot of money, like, you know, their tech jobs, they're, they're, they're doing well, all that kind of stuff without much training. So unfortunately, like their hormones are ready because they, they, they think America is a certain way from the movies and how the women are, because that's all they know. Right. And then, you know, it could go bad. Let's just put it that way. There was a guy I worked with. <laughs> he was an older guy. Yeah. And um, I don't quite remember what he was. So I'm going to ask you the question I asked him. So his wife passed away. Okay. And I remember asking him, are you going to remarry? And he said, I can't. I'm married to my wife until I die, even though she's dead. Is mm -hmm. that how Indian people think? How old is he? He might have been 80. Yeah, at that age. You ain't supposed to be thinking about sex. No, but his wife had married, had died like maybe ten years before. Yeah, so you're seventy. Nobody's getting remarried at that age. Some people are in our culture. Oh, in your culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but is that like his tr way of thinking? No, that, no, because I have an aunt who um, was probably late twenties, early thirties when her husband passed away, and she got remarried. Okay, and she actually got remarried to another to her um husband my uncle at this point through marriage um he had been divorced oh wow with already he had three kids with his previous marriage my aunt had um her son my cousin from a previous marriage and she she was married to my uncle that passed away he was um in the military in india and he died through military stuff and mm. so yeah so she was still young had a young kid like my my cousin was only one year old at the time wow. um this was before i was born so like the families were like no we need to you know we need to make that happen yeah get get her married make sure that she has you know because marriage in india at that time was is not about love it's about being making sure that your your kids are Set, set yeah. and well off and stuff like that so your parents were arranged kind of so like my dad moved to the u.s got situated and settled got a good job bought a house and then he did a two-week trip to india with the purpose of finding his wife wow. so like he had like he, they put the word out and like so the family set up like multiple meetings and so like my dad told me like his uh he told his mom, he's like, look, I'll meet anybody you want me to meet. But if I come back and say no, I don't want any pushback or questions or all that kind of stuff. So he probably met, you know, like eight, ten women God. at that time. And uh, he actually said no to everybody. And then last minute, like my mom's sister and my dad's sister were, were friends. But my mom, she used to work for Air India at the time. Mm. So she was on her way back from Italy. Um, so, and so they were like, my dad was about to leave to go back to the U S. So this was like his last day. Mm. So they were like, Oh, you know, I think, you know, my, my sister, like they got together like, Oh yeah, my, my, my brother's looking for somebody. Oh, my sister is a marriage age and all that kind of stuff. 
um, let's but she's coming back and he's about to leave. So they like got it together. So my mom comes back from her flight and talks, goes to the house and my, her mom, like my grandma is like, Oh, there's a nice boy coming to see you and all this kind of, she's like dead tired cause she just flew from Italy to India. Mm-hmm. And so, but they're like, please do it. And my, my mom's like, do you want me, do you like him? And she, my mom's like, yeah. Or his, her mom's like, my grandma's like, yeah, I think he's, he's comes from a good family. He, mm-hmm. he should be good. So she's like, if you want me to, I will. So they got, they got her all dressed up and all that kind of stuff. My dad came over, they all went. So it was my mom, my dad, and then my mom's sister, my aunt and her husband went to the beach. And so like they all went out and then they let my mom and my dad go off and kind of talk. They talked for four, four hours about like what their vision for marriage is, what they're looking for, all that kind of stuff. Like, and then my mom was like, yeah, you fit what I'm looking for. My mom likes you. Um, yeah, I'll marry you. And, uh, so my dad extended his trip another week. They put, uh, in a newspaper cause they couldn't print out like wedding invitations and all that. Cause he had to go back. So they put it in a newspaper. Um, um, Vinita Satish is getting married and all that kind of stuff. People showed up. They got married, and then uh, a couple months later, oh, she a flew week to, later, yeah, they got married a week later, yeah, okay. And then uh, she came back. She came to the U.S. two months after. Wow. And uh, they did. The, he was a citizen already. He was so back then it was a lot easier, right? You could oh, sponsor okay. and stuff. Yeah. He was in the citizen. Yeah, he was a green card. I see. And then because that's his wife, mm-hmm. family exactly. Damn, that's crazy. I don't know how my parents met. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. You I don't either? My mom was friends with my uncle, my dad's brother. And then that's how they met. But I don't know where. Mm. Probably here, I'm assuming. Yeah. Because my mom was living in LA for a long years. Um, yeah. So I think that's how that happened. But I don't know. Wow. You don't know? I mean, when I asked, they didn't give any strict details. Oh, okay. I just knew they probably shouldn't have met. <laughs> well, then you wouldn't have been born. <laughs> Life would have been way better for me. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it didn't have that to be <laughs> Wow. That's nuts, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm really big about, like, I'm annoying with my questions. Like, I, when I get one-on-one time with my dad, I'm asking him all kinds of stuff about them growing up. Because, to me, it's so, like, interesting because I can't imagine doing what they did. Like, I can't no. imagine my dad coming here without knowing anything about this culture and creating the life that he's been able to create. I'm from this culture, and I still can't create the freaking life that he's been able to create, you know yeah. what I mean? So for them to be able to do that is so interesting to me. And then I'm looking at my mom like, yo, you made this decision off of four, four hours, and then you moved your whole life yeah. to live with a stranger. You've known this dude for a week. yeah, And now you're you, with no family around, no way to get back you know what i mean like and she probably ended up really like dude i really like this guy yeah because you know how some like well you just you have can, to you at that make, point you you have to but there's some people who are just like well I'm, I'm here like i don't have any other options right she probably ended up being like i made a great decision oh no for sure like i believe that if they would have just met each other randomly on the street and did it out of love they would they're perfect for each other they're each other's soulmates like really? there's no doubt in my mind and it doesn't always work out like that with with yeah. arranged marriages but for them it definitely like they're perfect for each other i but can't can see them divorce with, huh you can get divorced though. now they do now people do no but i mean back like, nah, that's what I'm saying. Back then, it didn't always work out that way. There's some miserable relationships that are only centered around the kids. When the kids leave, it's like, it's very non-happy. It's kind of just routine. 
I'm not going to connect the two, but I, uh, it makes me think about something. So when we were in Alaska, we heard these stories about people in the villages. Mm. And uh, of course, I wanted to go see the villages, but uh, they're far away and whatnot. But when we had asked, some of the responses of the people were like immediate, like oh, rough, you know, like tough. And like their lifestyle or what? Yeah, because they're they're not living the way that we live. They're mm-hmm. not like they some may have internet, some may not. Right. Some don't like most of them don't have like police presence and stuff like that. So it makes things difficult, I imagine, especially for women, because Yeah. Violence and blah blah blah. And I just think about those like relationships that have no like governing power that oversees it. You know, because in the United States, that's domestic abuse, at least in the lower 48. Lower 48, we was in the top two. Okay. That's everywhere lower, we went. Right. So down in the lower 48, it's a lot different, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, the, that's, the, that's, the, that's yeah. the part they get up? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So like, Hawaii... Oh, we're in the top two. So <laughs> Hawaii is like, they, they, they're like they Hawaii. And that, like, but they also, yeah, yeah. I, I remember in Hawaii, they used to say like the mainland. Yeah, like, I thought right it was more mainland, mainland, yeah. But I did hear the lower 48 as well. But I think because they're kind of low too. <laughs> on the map, you know, right, so, right, right. but it made me think about that. Like, imagine being in an arranged marriage. You can't get out of it. You indentured yourself to this man right. that you can't that like you never know what he's going to do to you. Yeah. And then also you can't work. It's almost like being in the 1910s, like in America, where that's why women get, um, you know, alimony and all that kind of stuff that right. was created for them because they could leave the, a marriage for 15 years, have no work experience, mm-hmm. no nothing. And then it's like, oh, well, now you got to go right. I'm with a 19 year old. Yeah. <laughs> nice callback. Um, yeah. And I mean, I would say that a lot of that happens a lot, even in my family. I know of marriages with aunts and uncles and stuff that isn't very happy and they're just have to like it's just kind of you're just in there that's all you know type of thing there isn't this whole like go out and find better it's kind of just that 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 generation i wouldn't even say just in the culture maybe it's cultural but i think the generation is just like grass is greener where you water it it's not like go find a, a greener patch type of thing it's like this is what you do you just work on it you figure it out and you adapt and but you know th- th- I think there's pros and cons because you know we we talked about you know on a previous episode why are people taking so long to get married now I think part of it is because like we don't have that same ability to just make something work mm-hmm. we're real quick to just jump and be like oh this didn't work go on to the next one mm-hmm. whereas I, if you listen to you know there's always these interviews on the internet of like people that have been together for like 50 60 years they're like 80 90 years old mm-hmm. and if you listen to what their advice is it's always like be nice to each other and you know just figure it out mm-hmm. communicate work it out but you also have to remember too in the 1950s if homegirl didn't have food on the stove when the man came home he probably i mean He's gonna give her a Could be, but I, I think I, I think yeah. I mean, obviously that's a stereotype, but I also think men were men back then too. Like they understood that they needed to go out there and, and you know hunt, 
uh, yeah, per, you need to, you had responsibilities. Like it would also be, you know, the man wouldn't eat so that his kids could eat. You know, you've seen that yeah. like Cinderella man and all that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. you give you, you make sure the kids eat, you make sure your wife eats and then you eat last kind of thing. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I think there's a lot of different like traditional things. And, you know, I think people kind of pick and choose what they want to do, you know, like, yeah. but yeah, I, yeah. But going back to the arranged marriages, I think there's some value in it. Um, yeah, but it's not for me. What if they did arrange you with somebody and and like it could it could be great. It could, but I don't think that my parents know who I am. Damn. So I think that becomes tough, right? And also I think their view of me isn't necessarily the best. So like I don't think that they think I deserve like a great girl. Yeah. Like when I remember when I, you know, I've only told them about a few relationships and like one of them didn't work out and they were like, what did you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't like, why did it work out? It was like, what did you do? It's like, okay, I know what you, you guys think about me kind of thing. Yeah. I got one parent like that. The other one is just like, that girl was trash anyways. Mm, that's good though. Yeah. Yeah. So. How you how do how's your mom uh, feel about you? Does she, how do you think her view of you is? I'm the salt of the earth. My mom, well, it's just been me and my mom. Uh-huh. Uh My mom's like, I'm an only child. Uh, my mom's the youngest of five. It's always just been me and her living in like my aunt's houses because we couldn't afford a lot going up. Mm-hmm. So we live with them, so I could like do nothing. That's you know awesome. I mean? So, but I like talk to her and like get advice and stuff like that. She's like, listen, you just do you. You're doing good. Keep it going. Yeah, cool. cool. She never you, gives you constructive criticism. No. <laughs> do you think that? Do you think that your mom knows you in a way that you? Obviously, I know you're in a relationship, and you know she's great. But like, let's say you weren't. Do you think your mom could pick out the right partner for you? Probably not. I don't know. No. I think she has this like picture of me, like just at a certain age, like now. Like I don't. I don't think she'd be able to. No. But. I'm sure she could call. Yeah, she still thinks she liked it. She still thinks she's the nine-year-old version of Chris. Yeah, exactly. So, what do you think she would pick out? Like, pick a famous girl that that you think your mom would be like. Oh, that one's nice. Uh, probably my childhood crushes like Hillary Duff. Yeah, stuff like that. She'd be cool with you. Like, still like Hillary Duff. Duff. (laughs) So she she knows. Maybe maybe she does know my type. Yeah. Maybe you haven't changed much since you were nine years old. Yeah. All right. What about you? I know you said, you know, obviously, who who out of your dad and mom do you think would be closest to finding? Neither. Neither. But if it was a a photo finish race, my mom would probably get it. But she stereotypes me hard. Yeah. You know, she, I'm not going to say what she thinks I like because then y'all going to say that that's what I like. (laughs) (laughs) So so she's right. (laughs) So she knows what you like. Okay. And it's only because I trained her that way, but I, 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 I overtrained her. You out here trying to throw shade on mom. Mom knows exactly the type no. of woman you are. So, because when my my parents was trying to hook me up, uh-huh. they were like, "You can't be twenty eight and single because that means you're playing batting for the other team." And I was like, "That's not what it means at all." <laughs> wow. But uh, so my dad, my dad tried to hook me up with a um, with a doctor. Mm. And she also looked like she needed a doctor herself. Oh, no. I, I'd never seen nothing like that before. And no I was way, like, wait, wait, wait. I don't want to get into those. Why not? Nobody button. does. But, uh, yeah, because she. <laughs> and then she was also. 
So I know. that sucks because I don't know anything that you just said. <laughs> ne- neither do the people. Yes. But I remember going back to my dad and I was like, would you date this? And he was like, well, she has a great family. Her parents are doctors. I said, no, but you, you got to look at this every day. Yeah. Would you date this? And he was like, well, I know she's not attractive, but like she has a great job. Her, and I was like, why would you give me this? Yeah. Like, why? You know, I don't want a nice girl. I want a nice girl that looks nice, too. Right. You know, you can't leave one out because I'm not waking up to something I don't want to wake up next right. to. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather just be by myself. Right. Um. Even though that's shallow. But. Nah, that's the same thing with me. Like, every girl that my mom would bring, I'm like, I kind of felt offended. Yeah. I was like. Why would you think that? I was like, what do you think I look like? Like, like, It's like when when Hinge says, you'd be perfect with this zoo animal. Like, wait a minute. Oh, my God. I've never had that. I've never had that. that. I'd be offended by Hinge. I'd be like, why would you think I like you? Oh, my God. No, but but I remember. And then then it plays into the thing that my mom's like, see, you're so vain. You're so arrogant. You're so cocky. I'm like, damn. Damned if you did. Damned if you don't. Like, you know what I mean? Like. Y'all can't say that because y'all giving me somebody that you know gonna have heart disease. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, Man, she was a big a difference. It's not just that they're big, uh-huh. but it's like some of them. Like, come on, yo. Right. Like, but he would admit it. He would be like, "I know this is not a pretty person. I know yeah. it's not." My mom don't really play to like that, but she goes too. Like she used to. Like in the past, she used to. She used to be like, "But that's a nice girl. She has looks like she has good credit. As long as you, <laughs> as long as you got money, my mom, right. like, you good." Yeah. Like, but now she's like, "Well, my son only likes girls with real hair, you know, and uh, like stuff like that." And I'm yeah. like, "Mom, I could do a wig once in a while. <laughs> right. I just don't like the smell of them. You know, some of them they don't maintain yeah, them well. That's true. You know, but like." She kind of gets it more now, but she only serves me up that. And I'm actually a pretty diverse guy. Yeah, you are. I'd okay. You are. I can date almost any, I could date almost any race. Like, but there there's also, only one thing I really look at. And it's mainly if you have good teeth. It's true. The teeth is your thing. But yeah. I also think when our parents are picking them, they're going to pick, they're going to pick that like lineage. People. What's it called? Um, the Venn diagram. <laughs> they're going to mm. put our circle and their circle and they're going to try to pick something that's like in the middle. In the middle. So yeah, it's but always the middle is be... real small. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, it always leads to their circle. <laughs> <Yeah>. for sure. <laughs> the only thing in the middle says alive. Yeah. All right. But, yeah. but it's funny because like, like I think part of why my parents have such like a bad image of me, is is because of the way I react whenever they send me people. I'm like, yo, because I do probably come off real like, because it's like, you don't know the person. You only get to see the picture first, right? Yeah. Then you get all what we call bio data. So, um, which is kind of like the resume. You get oh, to see what they bio were. Data, yeah, okay. bio data. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, so the first thing you're looking, you're not reading through the CV. You're looking yeah, at the yeah, picture yeah, and you're yeah. just like, come on now. But I don't think our parents are thinking about the attraction. They're thinking about like partnership. Exactly. Are you guys going to be financially secure? Right. And it's like, which is all important. It is. So I don't, I I don't want to knock that because there's a reason why those type of marriages work because they are looking at, but I don't think, I think they grew up not necessarily needing the physical attraction. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't as important. Whereas now, you know, there is that. And then, you know, there's obviously sex involved and all this kind of stuff. It's yeah, like, and it's not just for procreation. Yeah. You know, I, I know me. 
like I could be very bad for a woman if I'm not attracted to her. Because like I'm never gonna touch you. I'm gonna sit very far away. <laughs> and I get I get the ick too. Like it I'm not I don't know if I'm supposed to or not, but like there's some people that I'm just like, oh I just I can't imagine me doing anything. Yeah, with you, you know. I mean, you would be cool with them if they were friends, yeah, but if there's like homie. something romantic, then it's like yeah, no, it gives me like chills. Yeah. You know, there's some, there's some of that, and it's not somebody who's like ugly, but right. they just may not it's be. Just not your type. Yeah, my not type, and I get that. Like, so whenever they send me people, I oh, I get the like, she's a doctor, mm. and it's like cool, she can save my life any day. <laughs> yeah. But like. How you gonna come uh, on? No. I mean, how you gonna like do said, me like I, that? I, I'm offended, you know. <laughs> but I respond with kindness. That's why they keep sending people my way. Oh uh, like, yeah, my parents gave up. Oh no, no, I don't do none of that. <laughs> I, I don't do nothing disrespectful. I just say like, "Hey y'all, that is not my type. I appreciate you looking out for me, but I'm gay." That's, so that's now they're the sending you dudes or what? No, nah, no, nah, they're sending me to camp next month. Right, right, right. <laughs> sending you Bibles is what it is. Um, nah, Chris really did it right though. He said, "Let me get hitched real young, and like, well, I mean, like, you've been with the same girl since you were like twelve. So uh, like, so like, your mom never had to. Yeah. You know what I mean? You never needed the training. Yeah, yeah, but you know." I don't know. I think eventually I want to get on Chris's level, but um, it's very hard these days. I think, yeah. I think it's really hard these days because uh, especially in LA, I don't know how y'all doing in, you know, Bumbletown, Texas and whatnot, but in these big cities where people are moving fast and the dating scene is like kind of toxic ish. Mm. It's hard to look at somebody and like think of the future. You know, you kind of, and and if you do, it don't feel that good. It's 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 you're it's such a full contact sport out here. Yeah, like you really have to have your guards up, and they have their guards up. Yeah, like so it's nobody's just, moving that. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. so like tough. It's like you're paying for other people's sins. They're paying for other people. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just yeah, like. Yeah. Especially it's, at our age. Too. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure I'm a train wreck too. Like I'm sure they're they're thinking the same thing about me it is really really tough where i don't think i think people want a certain thing but aren't willing to not necessarily aren't willing to but it's like we're doing it the wrong way i really so my, my eighth grade teacher and i apologize to the girl i called as you animal i just <laughs> you think she knows so, it's you? Just want to put that out there. <laughs> there's like a lot of girls you said your parents sent you and you're like oh well i was talking about the one on hinge oh for sure yeah. Uh, nice girl. Did you guys match? Oh no! So how the fuck would she know? I mean, we got fans all around the world. So, um, <laughs> but maybe we did. <laughs> maybe we did go on three, four dates. Maybe she was perfect yeah. for me. Maybe I was in love for whatever. But um, what's I about to say? You were talking about. Uh, we were talking about. Whatever. Yeah, okay. matches. We were talking. My eighth grade teacher. Yeah, eighth grade teacher. So, I think social media really ruined um, relationships, and here's why. Mm. And I, I think I had this conversation somewhat recently, but I think about it in the sense of Democrats and their idea of progressiveness. Mm. Okay, and I think there was a period of time where our idea of progression. Made sense. Hey, yo, don't 
black people shouldn't be slaves. Cool, let's progress out of that. Right. And everybody's like one, right? Then it's like a hey, women need X, Y, and Z if you divorce them. Cool, we've progressed beyond that. And then and then you just keep progressing until you hit a place where everything like feels good. So you can probably ask somebody, what was the best time period of the United States? It's like the 90s, maybe the early 2000s, uh, or maybe like slightly before that, because everything kind of felt like we progressed to the point where everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. And then you progress more and more, and then it gets like into a regression. And today you would ask people like, how do you feel about the United States? They, they would probably have a negative response. Yeah. I think the same thing happened to to dating, where like so much conversation and information came out and and it made you wonder about your tactics mm. right like not only is is there people talking about what they do in their relationship making your relationship feel and or seem inadequate or or in un, unfinished or just not right and then now you start tinkering with it and messing with it and then all of a sudden it's like oh well if this thing that we had now became complicated you know, the simple is now complicated. And then now there's so much of it out there. I think it messes with people's minds, yeah. especially with the amount of options that it seems like you have, you know? So I think about that because my eighth grade teacher, Miss D, she told us if you're dating a woman and you guys are arguing in the dating forum, y'all need to end it. And she said that because if she said, if you don't have any bills together, if you don't have any kids together, if you're not living together, if you're not sharing finances, like your lives are completely separate. The only things you guys have to do is spend time together and you can't even do that. You got to argue and fight and da, da, da. then that's only going to get worse in time because that should be the best moments, the best times of your relationship. Wow. That's great advice. That's what she told us when we were in the eighth grade because wow. I, I don't know who was in some relationship where they was arguing outside of class yeah. and she was like, you don't, this, you don't need to yeah, do this. This is the easy part. That's the easiest part. There's right. no kids. There's no nothing right. involved. Just be happy together. Right. And I think about that in our relate in my current relationships, like how I how I view them, mm -hmm. and I'm always like, I want to find a way to make it so simple to just say I enjoy spending time with you, and I just want to talk about the future. If we talk about the future and it leads to us finding common ground, finding commonality, and it's all good, we saw smiles, it's laughed, it's love, and we see things foundationally in the same way, then we should progress. But things somehow, some way, always get more confusing than they get simple. Mm. And simplicity is what we should be aiming for because right. it really ain't that complicated. I think that's why relationships work more in the previous generations than they do now. It's the too many options. And like, I think now I think, and once again, this is coming from somebody who hasn't had a successful relationship. So who knows? But, uh, I think so much people are looking for entertainment mm -hmm. instead of, and I don't think being in a healthy relationship is that entertaining. I think it's mm -hmm. kind of routine. It's kind of like, I'm not saying it's not fun, but I don't think it's constant entertainment. And when you look at like people that give dating advice, when you look at like these like Manosphere shows or these feminist shows or like all that kind of stuff, mm. it's all entertainment. It's like, and I don't think it's, is that, I think it's, it is going to feel boring at times. It is more just like, you know, not every day is going to be 
like a roller coaster, like a roller coaster. Like the ups may not be as high and the downs shouldn't be as low. You know, there's some kind of more in the middle. And I don't think most people are like ready for that. I think they're used to, or they're presented that it's supposed to be. And it couldn't not only be social media. I think it's entertainment, movies, TV shows, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. It was never like just, there was never an episode where, you know, like Ross and Rachel were just cool. It was like Ross and Rachel were like, are we on a break? Are we fighting? Like, am I jealous of this person? All this kind of stuff. But that's for entertainment. But now entertainment has has seeped into what we think real relationships are going to be. Because you've been taught this subconsciously throughout watching these TV shows and watching these movies and all this kind of stuff. There's not just a movie of just a healthy relationship. Like, that's boring. Because you know what, though? I remember watching those 90s black shows. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was always like a healthy relationship. Uncle Phil and uh, Aunt Viv, healthy relationship. Uh, Carl and Harriet, healthy relationship. Like, it was always like that. Yeah. And the only time you would hear it was slightly different would be, like, from the rappers, you know, who were trying to showcase, like, this fabulous lifestyle that's, Mm -hmm. like, you know, bigger than life. And I I heard somebody talk about, I'm going to quote, call it city girl type music, but I'm not coming at y'all, city girls. But I'm just saying <laughs> that type of music. And I say that because a lot of people kind of identify under this umbrella. Yeah. But like they make this music that is like single girl music. Like yeah. Single pretty girl music. Right. Hot girl. And hot girl music type of stuff. But all those women are like searching for what stability what yeah, and like relationships. Stability and love and like acceptance and all that kind of stuff. But they're like preaching the opposite in their music and then now we have all these people who like maybe adopting those principles and they're realizing like this is really not right the way um it doesn't feel good it might feel good in the moment it might feel good while you're like having a hot girl summer or whatever which i feel like you can do multiple different ways it doesn't always have to involve having like 10 men that pay right. all your bills and blah 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 like it could just be a time where you have fun with your friends or have fun with your man or whatever right to me I, I like occasionally have these like visions, like not, not a vision of the future, but like a memory, but it like burns in my brain as a vision of like incredible times you've had and, or how it could have been better or worse around someone else. You know what I mean? And like, you see that I like to go on trips and do all that kind of stuff. And even though sometimes it may be a little difficult to do with many, many, many friends or whatever, you still have those incredible moments that you can talk about later on in the future because you shared it with people that you actually care about and Mm. that you like. And now you have that like in your heart, like you have it in your mind and it's important, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I'm actually a big fan of like taking pictures and videos of a lot of things that I do. Mm. I know like some people find it kind of like odd, but no memories. Yeah. Like I really do be going back to my phone. (laughs) Me too. Back to until like 2009, 2010. And Mm -hmm. just like, I remember these things and they're important to me. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I would definitely just say to anybody who's out there, who's like not sure about the value of good, honest, hardworking relationships, like things that you have to put effort in to make them make sense. I've come to realize in my young age of 24, <laughs> that he's talking about good, honest relationships, <laughs> and then said, <laughs> and then started talking about just straight lies. But let's go. About, go on. I'm 20 tw- years ago. <laughs> 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 
Chris think because he's under thirty, he's he's young. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm almost there. You know, but like, I definitely was in that category of like, I just want to just have fun and whatever. Right. But like, the the memories hit different when you're like, man, I really cared about this person. I yeah. had a good time, and it may not always be like a romantic relationship. It could be a good friend, right? But it matters. There's some kind of extra level of happiness when you're like when not necessarily give yourself to someone but it's just like there's like a level of depth there that i think like i think i'm i'm pretty happy and content on my own yeah so like i i personally think if i'm never in a relationship i'll be fine like yeah i still travel i still do this i'll be fine but i do think there's another level of happiness that i can't reach unless i'm in a very secure committed relationship i think there's a yeah. an, another level that i could reach that you can't unlock on your own you can only unlock through a friendship like a really yeah. good friendship or through a relationship and i, I think i could I know that without necessarily being in it just because I've seen it. Like I see, you know, happy couples and I'm like, ah, you know, that is something that I would want. I know that the work it takes to get to that point though, isn't easy because there's only so much you can control. Like you really got to find somebody that's looking for the same type of thing, but sees it as the same type of thing you see it as. Yeah. Right. Which I think is pretty difficult. And you know, you made a point like LA, I, I wonder if, like, I dated outside of L.A., what my experience would be like. I think it would be totally different. Like, when I went to uh, D.C., I was with one of my friends, and she said, I could never live in L.A. I could never live in a big city. And that made me think, because, like, I'm from the same place. I'm from the same small town, and I feel like I can live anywhere. Mm. You know, you could plot me right down in wherever, and and I would thrive. But when she said that, it made me think, because... As she was telling me about, you know, a little tea and drama and whatever that's happening back home. Uh, I almost was like, I, I, I was like, this stuff really wouldn't happen in L.A. Because the town is so small. Everybody knows each other. Mm-hmm. And and it's funny because she told me about this gorgeous girl that I went to high school with. She moved to New York to be a model. Mm-hmm. And she, I guess, she couldn't make it or whatever. So she went back home. And she ended up just dating somebody we went to high school with. And it was just like that easy. You know, it's that easy right. to just be like, I'm back in my hometown. I'm familiar with this. Right. I'm familiar with these people. I'm familiar with this lifestyle. I could just be with somebody right. that I'm, I know already. And maybe there's not as many distractions. There's yeah. not as many like complications. And I should, just, yeah. I, we shouldn't put it just on LA. I think big city. I think That's big city I mean. yeah. dating versus outside. Cause I'm sure Miami is the same way. I'm oh, sure New yeah. York's the same way. Yeah. I'm sure Frisco is the same way. But like, I think there's a difference between, big city dating and suburbs dating yeah and i or always feel town. like i'm 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 a small town person in a big city mm-hmm. because i think my values my morals what i'm looking for are more like not like i don't care about a lot of the superficial stuff and all that kind of stuff but you know out here to compete you gotta be able to stun a little bit and you know dates are it expensive really depends on, on the type of girls you're attracted to I, I don't know. I mean, but I don't know if it's always the girls that you're attracted to or the girls that you're attracted to that are in this pool. Right. So like maybe the, the same type of girls that I'd be attracted to that have a different background, like in the suburbs would be different. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, that's why I think sometimes you run into different mentalities in the city or 
different hurdles, right? Because maybe just as jaded as I am, they're jaded too because they've dealt with a whole bunch of city boys that are mm-hmm. just like, yo, I just want to fuck or I just want to be, you know, friends with benefits or I just want to like, you know, whatever. They don't treat them well. They're like, don't put in effort. They just like how all their effort is trying to get it, get to the fucking part versus like the courting part and the dating part. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Boy, is that rough. So would you leave LA just I think like about your, it all the time. Just like your dad to, or like your mom to go be with a girl who you think is worth it. I think I'd leave Cali like all together. I think about it all the time, bro. Like all the time. There's like uh, the only reason why I think I'm in Cali is family and because it's familiar, but like it doesn't make sense. Like I'm just even something as simple as like I'm going on like real estate sites to like look up houses and stuff. I'm just oh, like, man, I'm doing the same thing. I started doing <sighs> distressed houses. <laughs> trying to fix her upper. Yeah. Or not even that. Just like bank owned properties. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying to find a way to make it make sense. Cause my mom, I told my mom how much I have in savings and she was like, why don't you buy a house? And I was like, mom, what are you dumb? <laughs> I need 200000 to put a, a down payment. She was like, in Florida, you can get a big, fat house with that. And, yeah. and it's like, oh. <laughs> uh, all right. well, stop bragging, right. you know? And it's like... Be, and and being it's like on the- significant. Like, I'm talking like out here, the cheapest house I was looking was like six hundred, seven hundred thousand. Listen, I, I should open up my app right now because I know I got a notification. <laughs> there is a 369 square foot condo for five. Uh, I'm sorry, for 660. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Six sixty. Six, 369 feet. 300 square, square feet. 369. You're talking about a rat hole. That's this room. Yeah. <laughs> this that, yeah, literally. Room. Like, that's not going to happen. And then they sent me an email that said, look, you can you can get up to $40,000 as f- for a first time buyer mm-hmm. and it's like what's that 40,000 gonna do right that's not even five percent of the down payment I still need a <laughs> hundred thousand I still need a hundred twenty thousand dollars so that yeah. was like so which properties were people um kicked out of because they couldn't afford it right. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that's mm-hmm. what I want to buy and even those like they changed the law to make it so that you like the first I think 60 days that the house gets listed by the bank has to go to like priority goes to people that are going to make that their like primary residence. Yeah. Because before people like normal people like you and me couldn't buy those because people would come in with cash offers and just swoop them up or be part of like multiple deals kind of thing. So like, so yeah, it's, it's, but it's just like everything I feel like is harder out here. Like dating, Mm. buying a house, like surviving, like, (laughs) safety you know what i mean it's yeah. just like I, I so i'm just like more and more i'm getting older and like i don't like obviously what's great about here is you drive two hours anywhere and you're like in a new vibe yeah, like yeah, yeah. there's so much to do the restaurant the culture of food like um all that stuff is great right you have all these theme parks you have all this there's just so much fun that yeah. you can have here yeah, it's a fun place to be. but the more that i'm just like I don't need, I'm just cool with like chilling at the house and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, I don't want to dump too much on the state of California because you actually can find good real estate in California. It's just the mega cities. That's the problem. Yeah. San Diego, Los Angeles and San Francisco will not do you any favors. But if you go two hours out of LA, you'll find like like, Palmdale. Yeah. like, Like you'll find something that's reasonable and it makes sense. You'll get a big fat giant house. 
and but it's still gonna be more than if you took that same money to like Texas or Nashville. Nah, nah, nah. Like nah bro. Central I'm, California. I'm telling Central you, bro. California, I'm you telling you, a three hundred thousand dollar house there compared to three hundred thousand dollars in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, but or, then you got to live in Birmingham, Alabama. But that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is now that I'm traveling more to these places that I wouldn't be in, it's not that different, bro. I mean, for somebody like me that doesn't need all of the glitz and glamour of California. No disrespect to y'all, Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I just think that like sometimes I think being in the big city for too long, you know, you start to think that it's only like this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, reality is, man, it's not. I mean, I would if I could, I would go live in like see me area. Mm. I know they have a lot of police officers there, so I'd be really safe. <laughs> or would you? <laughs> or would you? That is the question. But I would, I would, I would, I always said, first of all, I hate Hollywood. Like, yeah. I don't need to be in the biggest part of the city. I would like to be kind of 30 minutes, 20 minutes away from the city. Huh. And if I ever need to come in here, I like twinkle my toes up in here and then I, I leave exponentially, yeah. you know, or that's the wrong word, expeditiously. <laughs> but uh, that's changing. Like COVID really changed real estate in general. Mm. But the fact that it's getting corrected now, I'm kind of happy about um, is it? Only, yeah. I mean, it, if you've been on the sites like I've been on the sites, mm-hmm. their property. So I went to this beautiful house the other day, and um, I noticed that the price was down. I, I Google everything, so mm-hmm. I went to the house and I was like, wanting to ask how much he paid, but uh, I just googled it, and the property value is sixty thousand lower than it was when they bought it in twenty twenty one. Wow. Yeah. So it's like kind of getting to that correction. Stage, uh, but even it's so, gonna get low. it's gonna correct more though. Oh I yeah, think. I think. It's Could you live anywhere there. outside of California, Chris? I don't know. You've been traveling a lot. I've been traveling. I've been to all these places. I could see myself living, but like in another big city. <laughs> in <laughs> another big city. Oh, uh, gotcha. You city person, city, dude. Um, Could I, you live in another city outside of in California, outside of LA? Um, maybe. Yeah, I like Ventura. I like, um, Santa Barbara. Like, Santa Barbara's dope. Um, Are there young people there? I think so. It's pretty expensive though, because everything's beach property I over really there. Like Ventura. I have family out there, so I like it out there. Um, Could you mo- move deeper into the city of LA? Yeah, like Skid Row. Nah, not that. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like, nah, like, like, let's say, like Marina Del Rey, like, um, Where's Marina Santa, Del Rey? Santa Monica. Sucks. Yeah, well, like the base out like there. Possibly expensive. Yeah, they're expensive, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, even less space. You know what I mean? Um, maybe not. Traffic. I like, uh, not that I, I'm not like in love with the valley, but the valley's okay. Um, I like the. Valley. I think like Burbank, Glendale, uh, Echo Park is where I grew up. So like, it'd gotcha. be cool to like live out you there. You live in Glendale? I I've, I used to live in Glendale back in the day. Oh yeah, it's I okay. I think I'm Park looking at Culver sucks. City. I like Culver City. I think Culver that's like so far away. It's far, but it's close to the airport. Um, or for me, I think if I would stay in California, I'd probably want to move to Orange County. Oh, see. Yo, I would move to um, Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach. I love that yeah. area. Yep. <laughs> I'm not supposed to say that. Because I went, I went to, um, so I love Huntington Beach. I go there all the time. Mm-hmm. And I went to the bar once and this lady looked at me and she said, what are you doing here? And I was like, enjoying a drink. 
And she goes, you know, this is a red dot and a blue C. And I thought she was talking about her period. Right, right. I could see where the confusion would lie. You know what I mean? I was like, no, that's crazy. There's a bathroom right there. Yeah. She was like, no, it's a red city in a blue state. And I said, oh. So you're saying I'm like... You're 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 you're, you're around. I'm not supposed to be here. You're counting around. You're counting. Welcome around here. Yeah, right. (laughs) So when she said that, I don't. I was trying to gauge it. Like, are you trying to say I shouldn't be here, or like? But she was like, for your safety. You know what I mean? Like, and but then seats taken. Yeah, you know. (laughs) I I was just like, that's that's kind of a weird thing for you to say. But I enjoy. I enjoy that area. Yeah. Um. So aside from that one, they don't know that you read that. More of a mob. Actually, I think <laughs> you're the red dot at the table. Oh, hit the red button. Racism. <laughs> Racism. Two wrongs don't make a right. And on that note. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know if I should say his name. Yeah, nobody knows. Ryan. Yeah. So Ryan used to say to me all the time, I used to say like, oh, I'm interested in this uh, Indian girl. If you remember, you know who, which Indian girl uh, I'm talking about. Yes. And he used to say, you know what? You know, <laughs> did she say is die Indian not feather? He didn't say Indian. He would just say daughter or feather. Uh, okay. And then at first, I didn't quite understand it because I called them native people. Uh-huh. But <laughs> but he didn't care. But uh, but yeah, uh, I got that from him. Anyways, that doesn't offend me though. Dot or feather? What is the dot? So the dot is like so. Usually back in the day, the dot meant that you were married. Oh. And so, like, if they had that, that means they're married. If they didn't, that means that they're single. It was only women then, huh? Mm-hmm. But it also is, like, in the in the actual, like, ceremonies that are done at the temple and stuff, you put that because that's kind of, like, um, celebrating the brain and, like, all that kind of stuff. So it's also meant as far as, like, that. Mm. But now it's become just fashionable. Oh, to, oh so do they wear it like in the street? Like yeah, it's called bindis. So they mar- they wear to match their outfits. Oh, it's like a piece. Yeah, it's just like a sticker. Oh, I thought it was a uh, like somebody drew on you. Nah, there's it's like uh, so now it's like stickers is because it's fashion, but it was it's like a powder oh. that you put. Mm. Mm. So if they wear it now, does that mean they're married or? Nah, now I mean, it doesn't. It's just, it's nah, whatever. it lost its meaning. Yeah. Wow. Well, either way. Uh, that's this episode. Goodbye. Come on. Indians are rep. Thanks for listening. If you like what you saw, please make sure to subscribe to us on Instagram at MOI Podcast. And please check us out on our YouTube channel by searching Men on the Internet Network. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.